Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, I really love Guitar Nerds. Good. Well, you can get an extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds content every week by going to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. This week on the extra Patreon episode, we took questions. The The regular episode this week was so long, so much news, action-packed, um, that we didn't have time for any questions. So we did a question special on this week's Patreon episode. We answered questions from Chris about uh, using headphones to listen to his pedal board. A question from Phil about um, small valve amps that have um, exit, well, the DI outputs into the PA. We had questions from Aaron who talked about building a small pedal board for bass. Uh, and we gave some really good options there. And um, we had a question from Rika about pedal board tuners. Um, and we had a question from Joe about his TC Electronic Mojo Mojo and his boss BD2W Blues Driver and where to put them in his signal chain. All super informative stuff, all from questions sent in by listeners. Jay, where can people hear that again? Uh, they can hear that at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds they can patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds five dollars a month gets yeah. you access to the extra half an hour of guitar nerds content as well as all the previous week's episodes plus the interviews that we do with people involved in the guitar industry around the world and our mini series like joe branton's rant on and the upcoming gear of yesteryear patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Have you been waiting all week to do that? I have. I thought it was just brilliant. Jay Cross. Hi. Um, For those not in the know, that is a little insider joke from the new series of Twin Peaks. Uh, (laughs) A friend of mine just got that tattooed. Really? Already. Hello, dash O, dash O. (laughs) Does it go like all around his leg or something? All around his arm. This is not a uh, not a spoiler for Twin Peaks, but that uh, that phrase and hello said in that particular way is. uh, but is very iconic in the first few <laughs> first few episodes of the uh, the new series. Um, so I'd really like to know if that was improved. It's so good. It's I mean this is completely <laughs> off track already of uh, you know the regular guitar nerds fodder. But um, I'm really enjoying the new Twin Peaks and that portion of it in particular was very entertaining so good yeah. so good so good it's like looking at the maddest painting you've ever seen for an hour a week it's fantastic anyway um you're listening to the guitar nerds podcast the premiere uh oh no i was about to say the premier guitar podcast <laughs> not affiliated with premier guitar the it's the premier podcast about, about guitars. guitars um available <laughs> on the internet so no twin peaks chat we're here to talk specifically about guitars matt knight how are you doing um what's been going on this week we've got what uh cool new toys have you got to tell us about as always uh, 
Well, um, one thing oh, we were talking before, and then I forgot to mention, I went car booting today. Okay, so this garage is... Garage sailing in a park for the people in America um, for fun for a ton. So fun um, for those not initiated. Fun for a ton is a series we've talked about for a long time, a YouTube series where we get £100 each, commonly known as a ton in the UK, um, and we've got to make the best guitar that we can for £100. Um, we could either buy something really cheap that's already quite good um, but I think the key thing is going to be spend as little on the guitar as possible and then do some modifications so Matt did you um, did you get any gold? No Oh right okay. <laughs> Although I, did, <laughs> I did actually buy I bought a couple of, uh, of records um, one by Tubeway Army which was Gary Newman's first uh, band Oh yeah um, The new uh, Nick Cave record Sealed for a fiver that's oh, wow, really? Yeah. I was like, she was like, how, I was like, how much is that? She's like, a fiver. I was like, cool, sounds good. Um, and then the, what was it? Moog Party Time. Yeah, so the let's sample talk- CD of, of uh, or sample vinyl of all things Moog. So was that something like, was that 70s, I guess? I, yeah, I didn't actually look at the date. I'm assuming it, mu- it must have been um, because a lot of stuff did come out at that point. The, the really famous one um, is called Switched On Bark, which was uh, all classical, but all done on a Moog modular system from like 1969. Um, and that kind of like spawned this whole era of people doing like classical tunes using this new crazy instrument that wasn't an organ because everyone was like, using obviously like Hammonds and stuff and then they were like no this is like a totally new instrument um, and there was a whole bunch of them in this box so I just picked out one of them and I was like that one looks cool because it was called Moog Party Time I was like that's definitely going to be good that's two things you like Moogs and partying yeah exactly right and up time. your street and Three time things. you love time it's I love time it's the best um, of all of the uh, dimensions yeah, the only thing was there. I did see a Vox amp in the boot of a car, so I got there really early. It's one of the most popular ones in London. Um, and rather than having to get up at like five o'clock in the morning, this one doesn't open until half past eleven. So there's a massive queue outside by twelve o'clock. So you can pay three pounds to get in at twelve, um, and only half the the pictures are there. So literally, like as soon as a new car pulls up, like everyone has just swarmed around this car. Like one person pulled up, and they all they had their car filled with was like old record players and like VHS players and like old printers and there must have been 50 people around this car like literally diving in the back of this person's car trying to get stuff out wow. at one point it's such um, a weird thing like if you've ever been to a car boot sale early the fact that particularly ones that open at 8 or whatever you know there'll be collectors there at 5 just waiting for cars to turn up it's so mad yeah well I mean I, I was walking around obviously with these records i bought from a couple of stalls and this other guy who was basically on the same loop as me was like where'd you buy those where'd right. you buy those and he was like always one ahead of me or i was one ahead of him and i walked past this car literally drove up and i saw what was obviously a box amp in the uh in the driver well in the in the passenger seat at the front i was like i was gonna say not in the driver's seat that'd yeah, be weird no, the seat. that'd be weird <laughs> yeah a fox just drove him in that's so weird um and I, was, I hung around the car for ages and this guy was taking ages and then he kept trying to set up this closing van and it kept falling down and I was like, man, I just want to know what that amp is. So I like did a couple laps round and then as I came back around, this guy who was always like next to me had basically already got there but thankfully it was only a Pathfinder 10 so uh, I didn't really miss out. Oh, Not a bad uh, And then I saw amp. a guitar. Yeah, they're all right. And then I saw a Guitar Hero controller and I was like, should I just buy that? <laughs> Do you own Guitar Hero? No. <laughs> you could put some. I, was like, I thought it should be. I was, was going to try. I didn't get a chance to take a picture. Yeah. Just mod it, put some real pickups in it, put one string on it. Um, but no, because I, I always go to this one because I do remember one year, um, one week I did go and a guy did have three or four like odd 60s things like guitars in the back of his car. Like not Echoes. Like, uh, Echo is obviously like the famous one, but all these just weird crap Woolworths brands that disappeared and i was like oh, i was really hoping he'd be there again because there's some people that go like every week yeah yeah um so no that was uh unsuccessful but at least i didn't have to get up at six o'clock in the morning that's true i'm but we've just bought some new camera equipment that's going to allow us to do these sort of things more easily and um i'm really hyped for fun for a ton now i want to yeah. get on with it um it's just finding time when we're all around well, i guess good, to there's to some good it. ones in brighton isn't there there Car is yeah sales. yeah i mean actually i don't know 
if there's ever guitars there I tend not to go to uh, to car boot sales that often but um, we should maybe we should maybe do a little um, do, do a, a little, little vlog a little recce do a little vlog just to test the camera be like right let's go out and see if we can find anything cool the yeah. one at the marina is the the one that has all the uh most of the stuff there's one at the race course as well but not so good i just can't be doing with the um like the the aggro of people like flocking to the stalls yeah, and like, crap. like i can't I, yeah, yeah. and it just the whole thing makes me feel really uncomfortable just like it puts me off certainly ever selling there yeah do you know what i mean if these people don't even give you five seconds to unload your your car just a nightmare yeah 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 i agree but you never know i think the thing is like uh, my dad's someone who who goes regularly to car boot sales and you can go to like 50 and never find anything but that one out of a 50 that you you do find something it's generally like pays all your petrol money for the last 50 trips because you always tend to find something eventually you just like quintuple your money on and uh, it was sort of spurred on by a mate of mine a couple of months ago who said oh it's text me and said i bought this is it worth anything and it was a roland tr606 drum machine he's like i paid 15 quid for it i was like what worth like 600 quid yeah he was like oh man i was just gonna buy it to mess around on it and now i'll sell it i was like damn i should have just said it was worth 50 quid and then given him 50 quid for it (laughs) too nice like in the bag like mint condition i was like you know every so often these things turn up but unfortunately ebay has ruined most of that well because anything techie obviously people are like you can pick up like if you're into computer games that's a different matter because I think just people just go don't bother checking yeah um, or old iPods bizarrely enough vintage iPods worth loads of money now vintage yeah that's... first generation iPods are worth like over a hundred quid now that's mad isn't it crazy oh, ridiculous yeah hipster tech I know I know I want to get stuck into um, fun for a time we'll, uh, we'll do that at some point but you um, you mentioned that um, you also had some pedals uh, or a pedal delivered Yes, um, a few months ago, um, after I met him at NAMM, I met with uh, Josh from JHS Pedals and we were talking about Guitar Nerds and him coming on to do an interview and uh, I was like, oh, we'd really love some more stuff to review because we did the Pulp and Peel and showed him the video if he hadn't already seen it and um, I was like, there's a couple of pedals I'm interested in, like, can I get a deal on it? And he just went, oh, I'll just send you this one completely free. So he sent me the Kilt, which is the Stu G signature Overdrive, um, and it's amazing. Studio from your research, you were telling us Studio G is a sort of Christian rock artist. Yeah, like worship band sort of thing. I mean, I don't know much of the music, unfortunately, but I think he's quite revered within that particular circle. Right. Um, Not yeah, related to Gus based... G, then. No. Although okay. that would be funny if they did have lots of brothers and they were all just, just called something G. Mr. G. Mr. G, the G family. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's based on the EX Pandora, which was the um, little round disc-like pedal that came out in the mid-90s that had three controls on it. Oh, I remember uh, those. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they came out sort of right before j- the start of the kind of the boutique pedal thing. They were sort of um, silver, weren't they? Yeah, they were like a silver disc. Yeah, I remember with them. three straight controls on them, and they were they were tiny. They weren't, you know, they were like the size of what a fuzz face mini is now, yeah. basically. Uh, most famed for Billy Gibbons at one point in his live rig had ten, <laughs> like in a chain, I think. Of course. Um, Do you think so each it, one of them was just set to one, and he could have actually just turned one of them up to ten? No, no, no. Each one was set. There was one set to one. Okay. One set to two, two, all the way up. The, he's like, listen, I really like this pedal, but I can't be doing with with bending down all the time. Yeah, yeah. Keeps getting his drip, spilling his um, like every time he bends down to change the knob, he dips his beard in his in his water. Yeah, yeah. He can't so, be doing that. So to, instead we'll of turning the fan. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or, if, or a fan grabs it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's um, actually it's funny if you say that because it is like totally like unbelievably useful it's not one of those pedals that kind of has that sound and then you just leave it on that it's like I have yet to dial in like a bad sound in it Um, it's not based on anything it's kind of a really unique overdrive well I thought you said it was based on this EX Pandora but but that that itself is not based on like it's not a clone of Right, okay, unit, as it were. Um, so it sounds really, really unique. It's not like a Marshall in a box or you know a transparent TS9 or you know something like that. 
Um, and then there's a couple of extra switches that he's added on, so it's got a low cut. So if you're using it at home, that's actually really handy because it just gives you a little bit more bottom end um, if you've not got your amps turned up really loud. Um, and then a couple of like clipping modes, so you can have it like really light overdrive. You can have it more kind of rocking sort of amp drive, or you can have like super gated fuzz, all from one unit. And then he's added on like an additional boost that can be pre or post um like distortion so actually if you put it on pre like pre distortion you can crank it all the way up still use the volume on the distortion to keep the level like normal and then just use that as like a second gain so you can like slam the front end with like another boost okay. so there's so much gain that you can get out of it so many different variations um and the boost itself is just a really nice make gooder um you can just and they're on two separate switches so it's just really nice to have the boost on all the time and then just switch the distortion on when you need a bit of gain it's really good we'll definitely do it for a pedal of the week okay it sounds um interesting again i kind of remember those pedals being around but i don't remember i don't think i've ever plugged one in so no and they don't come up on ebay very often at all it was one again we've talked about this before that kind of um and actually this is relevant something i want to talk about in a minute um those kind of pedals before the pedal boom i guess yeah that there was like a few things floating around yeah um and that was definitely one that i remember that's um that's cool yeah. matty i really want to um i want to hear that that sounds all yeah, right by me it's awesome but yeah the company was bionics b-i-x-o-n-i-c was the original company that wow. made those jay cross um you showed me earlier you have set up a kind of little we talked about this a couple of weeks ago how we you did want to turn your little weird cupboard room yeah into a little guitar uh, haven yeah for you. um you looks like you managed to do that this week it's getting there have you been playing any guitar through it or have you just plugged it in no i have i've been um i so for the first time in ages like i because i'm so regular listeners will be aware i moved house fairly recently and everything's just been in boxes because I haven't had a chance to unplug it or to yeah. take anything out. And um, I, so I unpacked everything. And like, because I was moving, because I knew I was moving house a lot longer before, like a long time before I actually moved house, everything's been in boxes for months. Yeah. And, um, and if it wasn't in boxes, then I sold it. So I unpacked everything and I was like, oh, I've got hardly any pedals left. Mm. They're all gone. I've sold them all. Like, so I need to. I'm, I'm starting again. We've basically gone from your house being where we stored all the Pedal of the Week stuff and you owning quite a lot of gear yourself to all the Pedal of the Week stuff is now at Matty's yeah. and you've sold most of the things I've, that you owned. Yeah, because at one point I had at one point I had four amps in my house <laughs> and I've now only got one. And it's not like a big amp. No, it's not. It's just a boss. Um, boss. It's just a uh, Blackstar ID Core uh, 10. Yeah. Um, which, which doesn't sound as good as I remember it sounding okay. <laughs> and I wonder if that's I wonder if that's because of the stuff that's come but like it can't be maybe I'm just like maybe I just am like not making it because I remember when I was in the shop when I was working at GAC it they just sounded head and shoulders above everything else maybe it's like with the stuff that's come out since you know being away from the shop and only hearing bits and pieces maybe I've just got that confirmation you know I've just got that in my head like no that sounds better yeah. so when I've heard a Katana or when I've heard the Mustang GT or um, you know various bits and bobs maybe 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 it isn't as good as I remember it I don't know I don't know I need to I need to spend a bit more time with it but, um, but yeah I had some fun with that and uh, I now just I want to get all my synth set up yeah so that i can start doing everything but yeah i uh yeah i it's 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 really getting there i'm uh i'm, I'm looking forward to and i think where are we i think i pay off my offset telly this month so remind us what you've got left in terms of guitars and pedals so pedals is very few and far between i sold most of my um guitar pedals last year because i was a moving house and b utterly skin yeah um and so in terms of what i've got currently um oh and also i was just using the pedal of the week stuff whenever i wanted to play guitar at home so in terms of what i've got left it's uh i've got a t2 yeah obviously a t3 of course (laughs) (laughs) um I've, i've got my re20 obviously which i'll never sell um, and I've got my um, the harmonic percolator, the Interfax, the original yeah. harmonic percolator. Um, I've got a 
Boss uh, BB1X, a Tech 21 Sansam. Of course. Uh, and um, my Roland RE SRE555 and Watkins Copycat. So nice. not much. So not you, much so left. You've basically got two <laughs> bits of gear that are pretty much unusable in the current setup. The two tank machines. No, they're completely usable. Okay, well, one of them doesn't really work. They both work. The 555? That works. I thought it needed main- need some maintenance. Well, only because it sounds ropey, but well, like it okay. still works. Like, the whole thing, everything works okay. in it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that... And like, two of them are bass pedals. Two of them are bass preamp pedals. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm sort of at this point now where I need to, like, I'm, I really need to start buying all the stuff back that I sold because I didn't have any money at the end, like... The back end of last year yeah and uh i'm looking forward to it okay i've been having a little look around i think um i think the first thing that i want to get which i never got at the time and i regret not buying it at the time because I, w- I would have got it cheaper um is the ibanez es2 the echo shifter yep just what a fantastic they're not, pedal they're discontinued though aren't they so you've got to buy them second hand i no, don't I, know if I, anyone you actually can, sells you can still them buy them new you yeah, can yeah, still get them yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe i should buy one they're, they're, they're so they're fantastic. They're 109 quid as yeah, far as no I remember. Money. They're, they're, um, yeah, they are amazing. I'm doing a video that has one of those in at the moment. And um, it, I was, I'd forgotten just how good it sounds. I watched a load of like demos and stuff. And they're, yeah. they're awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's whether it's you need it if you've got that space echo, I don't really know. But Sure. I think it's a very different type of... I don't know if it is a different type of delay, but I tell you what it is, is it's a... Um, Very cool looking pedal. Well, there is that, but also because it's got those sliders, I think that it differentiates itself enough from what you can do with a, you know, quote unquote standard delay pedal. Yeah. In the, um, you know, you can... I think it will inspire you to do other things. Yeah. Um, which I think is just as important as as anything else. You know, having that that different chassis there. So I'm really, I, I really want to get one of those. And um, that's that. I, I, I might. I, I think I might need to buy a Strymon Flint. They're the best. They're the bloody best. I think that's. I think yeah. that's. I think that's before the end of the year. I'll, I think I need to buy a Strymon Flint. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, and 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 then I don't know. I, I think I, I I need to get another Fender. I was texting Matty in the week. Just like sort of going back and forth as to like you know what 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 do you think? Blues do you Junior. Think, do you think I should just buy the Blues Junior? Yes. Do you think I should buy a Bass Breaker? No. Or wait and spend a little bit extra money and get the Supersonic Twenty Two that I used to have and that I bloody loved. Yeah, but the, did the, they did a Supersonic Twenty Two head, didn't they? The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the, the cabs, the combo sounded so good. Well, they those did. those um, those heads at one point when we were at, when we were at GAC, when I was at GAC at least, we there was some mad blowout deal on them. We, we sold, I sold some of them for real cheap, real they're real just cheap. Now that's the problem. Those yeah, it's about, it's like about grand. Yeah, yeah, and it's such a shame because they're like oh, because they used to be seven nine nine, I think, didn't they? So I think like I think when I those um those heads I think I sold a couple of them for like six hundred quid or something like yeah. that. So I don't know. I th- that is I think maybe my favourite amp that I've ever played. Just get yourself a Fender Machete second hand. Oh, beautiful! No, definitely beautiful. Do not do that. But um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's uh, I think that's that's what I need to do next. What I need to do next. But I tell you what else I did, um, which I haven't told you, Matty. I did tell you, Mark. Um, I went to a gig uh, this week in the basement of an Italian restaurant in yes. Brighton. It was <laughs> it was Al Duermo, Matt, where we went for a oh, couple of classic. Christmas parties. Uh, where, yeah, it was the resident GAC Christmas party uh, venue for a couple of years, and uh, I saw some really weird bands in there, and it was fantastic one of whom had two basses and one guitar. Um, and it was really good. Like, me and Maddie were stood at the back and she was just like, what is this? Yeah, I mean, it was like, that would be my reaction. It was like mainly feedback. And oh, cool, I'm into it. That mate, sounds honestly, great. Honestly, it was fantastic. They were called Bodily Fluids, which I think is a great name. God. Was there actually any, was there any real notes? Because if there was, I'm not interested. I'm um, only interested in pure feedback. No, no, there was like, there was like some riffs and stuff. Mm. And, um, 
and Matt's yeah, out. The, the, it was it was great. <laughs> and then I also saw the, um, this band, my mate's band, Negative Space. And uh, that's a great name. The yeah, the singer um, put his uh, like they took ages to set up. And bear in mind, it wasn't in a real venue. It was in the basement of an Italian restaurant. And uh, the singer had a couple of pedals that he was using, and um, it was like taking ages to set up. And I was just like this is going to be a complete disaster. Like, they couldn't get the microphone to work with the pedals. The, like, that something wasn't working getting the signal from the mic through the pedals and into the PA. And it took, like, five people. I was, I was like, look, I'm not getting involved. I'm just going to stand at the back and let it all happen. Turned out the singer just hadn't turned the mic on. It had right. a switch. But um, he was putting his vocals through a fuzz-rocious, um, some fuzz-rocious pedal, and a uh, chaos pad, which I thought was extremely 2003. Yeah, that was right. fantastic. It sounded great, like really, really, like it was used in a really cool way. Um, it was like garage punk, but with some like, yeah, real weird vocal effects. Talking about 2003, hit me. I want to talk about the thing that we did before oh. we started recording. Oh, baby! So um, we've been talking about for a little while doing a Patreon special series called Gear of Yesteryear. And uh, last week, Joe Branton, um, co-host, who is not here this evening, we should say that he's who? Out. Yeah, exactly. Um, these magazines just turned up. Um, not <laughs> nothing to do with Joe Branton. Who? Um, it was Joe's birthday yesterday. We should say that. It was that. Joe Branton's birthday. And we, well, birthday I put up stuff. a little post on the uh, the uh, Guitar Nerds Facebook group, just saying happy birthday. And uh, he got a lot of love. He did, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't really get it myself. No. I think he's a knob. Um, so anyway, um, a Guitar Nerds podcast listener, um, Alex, brought us loads of uh, old guitar magazines from the early 2000s, and I think right up to now, roughly. Um, and we are going to be looking at the kind of end of the year roundups. And which one? Hang on, which ones are actually here? Um, so the ones so far that we found that have gear of the year are... January uh, 2003, 2004, and another 2004. Oh, that was the Gear of the Decade one. Oh, yeah, that was great. Rock and Roll Mayhem. So um, we had a kind of preliminary look. Gear of the Decade was nuts. Yeah, really good. We're not going to give anything away because we're going to be doing a special Patreon uh, series, Gear of Yesteryear, where we actually talk about them. But, God, my mind's been open to some old things. But also, you say that, there was some... um, There was some... Things in there that actually, I think, wow, yeah, that's like, you, there were some things in there that you think, that's that stands up now. Like, yeah. that that hasn't changed. And the other thing that I thought was really funny, reading through some of these um, gear of the years, was like, there's, um, I think it was 2003, um, it was our best, um, best in the category best electric guitar between 500 pounds and a thousand pounds was an epiphone les paul standard wow an epiphone les paul standard costs less now than it did 15 years ago it's it, yeah. what, what's really interesting in there is the mid price things are cheaper now than they used to be yeah epiphone les paul standards yamaha pacifica yamaha pacifica was cheaper um Uh, most of the pedals as well the top end stuff is more expensive definitely you know like the uh gibson les paul standard in there is like well even there was 1200 quid there was a custom shop les paul in there for three and a half grand yeah and i mean three and a half grand 15 years ago that's like yeah mm, the problem the problem with that and we'll definitely dive into this in more detail is that what Gibson Custom Shop was in the early 2000s is not what it is now of, it's of course, completely of different guitars basically but um, Matt I just want to one, run one by you and this will serve as a little teaser for the audience um, in the uh, gear of the decade I think it's number three or four on the list is the Digitech <laughs> The Weapon Dan Donegan oh, signature um, do you remember we should, do, we should do a whole episode on total failures <laughs> well we did um, we've got a youtube video well, yeah, up we, we did so, but I'm just, i remember they're like so there was the dan donegan but the thing is i sort of want to go back and buy these pedals now and then I, like completely again. completely i think i think there's a uh, there's a series to be done of that matt dan, like dan the donegan, best yeah, the pedals weapon. of the of the of the uh, like the 2000s because wasn't there a, there was a was there an anthrax one as well yeah i think was there that was more modern? i think it was called the scott ian 13 i think i seem to yeah. remember 
Um, yeah. But I can't I, remember what band Dan Donegan played in. Was it Disturbed? It was Disturbed, yeah. <laughs> the um, the pedal itself um, was like a brushed aluminium finish. Yeah, and, and it had some weird graphic on it. Yeah, it? it did. I couldn't even tell you what sounds were in there. I assume they're all just... I think there's like a load of uh, just distorted, like metally sounds. And then there's also like acoustic with chorus on it and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Digitech, Scotty and Black 13. That was it, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthrax one and then was it it was Digitech wasn't it the Dan the Dan Donegan one yeah yeah it's called The the Weapon because they did quite that was was like their thing because then obviously they had the Clapton one which we've talked about loads Um, because you basically had like just two control knobs and then a volume and then a type so type selected your mode and then the controls changed depending on what you but like what mode you all, all the types were based around things in their songs weren't they so each of those modes was like here is the chorus sound like the the song part like oh here's the chorus from i don't know what a disturbed song is something metal but oh, well, let, let's find out i've just pulled were, up the manual were they <laughs> were they that big disturbed or massive yeah were they okay, really so- not over here i mean people over here i think were just like no absolutely what's, not what's the big disturbed song uh, well, Stupefy, maybe. I don't know. The rhythm guitar sounds in it. Um... <laughs> they didn't do Let the Bodies Hit the Floor, did no, they? That, that was Drowning Pool. Oh, yeah. That was Drowning Pool. Um, voices. Was that one of them? I don't know. I couldn't. That, I don't know. Voices, but that yeah, maybe. I'm just putting up the last FM page. That'll tell us the most listened to. The Sound of Silence. Oh, Down with the Sickness. Yeah, that's yeah. the song that I remember. God. Oh, yeah. That's not on here. Um <laughs> Get up and get yeah, down with the sickness. It's also got the Mistress radio-style guitar break section, uh, the Stupefied Bridge featuring a sitar simulator, um, and then Rise and Intoxication octave pitch shift effect. See, I bet you could probably pick one of these pedals up, and there's probably one sound in it that sounds absolutely amazing. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. one of those total, total hidden gems. But like, like, but I mean, oh, yeah. did, did, he had an awful PRS as well. The picture, the manual is the pedal, and then him holding the PRS, which has like the disturbed, like tribal graphic. Oh no, bit. awful. But uh, like, does surely like the writers of Turbo Guitar are thinking they've got to be like, okay, will this stand the test of time? Is this article really going to? Well, yeah, but I think I, at the time they were. This was like this was digital modelling, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. This thing. This is like. These guys were like leading the way, as it were, in times like these pedals. Because I mean, I think the big one for them was like the Hendrix one. Yeah. And it had all those Hendrix sounds in on the expression pedal with uh, like you could tap down the heel and the toe, and it gave you one gave you all distortions and one gave you like all modulations or wah sounds. Yeah, but and then fa- they just kind of rinsed it. it yeah. Then- in fairness, Matty, th- th- there's Jimi Hendrix and then there's Dan Donahan. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I, you must have just been massive. They it, were. They were they, massive in America. Yeah, they were very. They uh, were a very big band in America. I was just trying to see what other ones they had. Um, the crossroads. I'd forgotten about all of these. Obviously, I remember. You know, we talked about the Clapton. There's the Hendrix. There was a Brian May one. I seem to remember. There was a Brian May one. Yes, that had. Which is weird because he ha- he sort of basically has one sound. Yeah, but then, <laughs> I guess. But there's also there was also. Is, it, a, does, does it model your guitar based on whether you're using a uh, a sixpence or a plectrum? Yeah, those no, are the yeah, two sounds. It's funny actually because I actually listened. I, I was like, oh, I just really want to listen to some Queen. I forgot how good the production values on his guitar yeah. actually are on those records. Definitely, definitely. Like a sound that just like nothing else on on anything. Um, and so much of it's multi-layered as well. Like I don't know how they ever did it live. Yeah, it was, it was like tape delays. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And stuff, wasn't it? And harmonizing yeah. with himself and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Apart from yeah. the fact, I think he has nine voxes on stage. Super loud. Super Only ever loud. uses three. And then when those three blow up, they switch to the back three. And then when those three blow up, they switch to the last three. That's uh, the, your final fallback, basically. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing like a rig rundown or something with the tech, and he's like, "We blow up a vox every night," because I think they just turned up to ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when um, the last three fail, that's when you whip out the Digitech Red Special pedal, <laughs> plug yeah. it straight into the PA, job done. Yeah. It was funny actually because with um, with Vox, when I, I don't know if I mentioned when I was doing this recording the other week, we had a Vox AC30, but a really old one there, and next to the vibrato, it had Live and Let Die. I was like, oh, where'd this Vox came from? And the guy who owns it is David Arnold, who was the composer on the last... Well, he did four Bond soundtracks, yeah. so from Quantum, Quantum of Solace back. And before he did the first Bond soundtrack, he did uh, Shaken Not Stirred, which is like a remix of loads of old Bond songs yeah, re-recorded. Yeah. And he did all the Bond soundtracks, including the last four, on that Vox amp. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. And he was like, I haven't plugged in for a while, and I plugged it in, and it was totally broken. <laughs> it oh, really? Just, like, crackled all the time, yeah. Wait, so you, you basically were... had to jam the lead in, like notch it to a point where the actual sound came out turn the controls in case it so it didn't break and then like play for it until it blew up again um so wait you were working with david arnold was he actually there or was it just he a... actually did turn up at one oh, point really? yeah because he knows the guy who was doing the work for us and That's he insane. turned up and i was like oh, this guy's done like some of the biggest movies yeah ever we were using a lot of a lot of his amps and we went i've been into his studio space in there and his like talk about vintage gear that's like not well looked after he hasn't been in that studio for like a year right and like everything's just caked in dust but everything is vintage and super expensive wow he's got a yamaha cs80 synthesizer in there they're worth about 15 grand <sighs> just sitting there like caked in dust <laughs> like, oh, must have been tearing at your heartstrings matty yeah a little bit there was a space echo in the corner i was like i wonder if that works i was like probably not so to get back on that topic uh, gear of yesteryear is coming soon and it's been really eye-opening already i think to um to look through just those, I'm, those I'm ex- three years i'm extremely excited yeah. i think this is going to be uh a good i think though i think i think you're going to need to be here matt i think we're going to you're going to yeah. in the I, room i would like to be involved just because also um having um picked up an old magazine recently my mum was like i cleared out some stuff and i found this old guitar magazine which i think a teacher must have given to it's like 1996 and just looking at the old adverts yeah and how like how much more radical people were in terms of their advertising and how stores basically the only way they could advertise anything was put it in this magazine and you had to phone up and yeah like you can actually like buy stuff through the post oh i really want to buy this like gibson les paul standard here's a check enclosed for two and a half thousand pounds please send it to this address yeah even when i started working in shops we'd get people regularly send checks and then just with their delivery address and then you just post them out of les paul it's insane. So insane. I mean, we still got that up until when I left GAC. I remember there were still people like sending cash. Like, yeah. I remember some guy sent a ridiculous amount of money, like recorded delivery. Please, can I have all this equipment? Thanks. Oh, like, so odd. Yeah, <laughs> very, very weird. Anyway, should we dive headfirst into news? I wasn't close enough. No. I thought I was. I... That's fine. We can live with that. Needs more growl. Yeah. <laughs> News. That's just creepy. Yeah. News. No, 
no, that's even worse. Um, <laughs> that's so, that. so, um, <laughs> some big news this week that uh, Matty obviously heavily involves you. Um, the Electro Harmonics yeah. Battalion <laughs> Bass Preamp. Um, big pro- big product announcement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big product announcement from Boss this week. Uh, the MS3 Multi Effects and Switcher. Matt, um, without overselling it too much, tell us a little bit about this project you've been working on. Let's yeah. before you start. Let's let's take the starting point which was when you told us about this product you said this is the best thing that has ever been released i think i might be paraphrasing but that was so let's let's just roll back a hair from that yeah and we should also point out for those listeners who don't know (laughs) matt works for boss so um let's make that clear full and frank disclosure up in the front here it's a shame branton's not here because he was also involved in it um because he was in the lovely product video he was i did. absolutely love the feedback it's been getting on youtube people oh, pretty much across the hilarious. board people like the sounds there's a lot of people moaning that it doesn't do their very specific thing yeah um but mainly people just moaning about how tight I joe's think, trousers are I joe's think someone stupid summed dancing up by going like slagging off the band and then she went and then when you say like doing something really niche someone just commented went yeah boss really sorry it doesn't do this one specific thing that this person wants for their one rig yeah like yeah yeah yeah. but yeah the comments about like joe's ridiculous dancing his mustache and the trousers make up about 90 percent of the comments <laughs> on the video it's absolutely incredible so tell us a bit about the ms3 what's the um what was the idea behind it and um what does it actually do yeah so i mean i found out about this product in october last year why didn't you tell so, us may just why don't no. you tell us on the day I know. So um, it's been a project that I've had to, and obviously a thing I have to keep completely secret, and it's like teared me up inside partly because I have genuinely been involved actually in some of the technical side of it as well. Like what, like engine, the engine engineer has been asking me like, should I have this? Should I have that? Um, so I feel like I've got some serious personal investment in the, in this product, and I've had one in the office for a couple months and been playing it, and I'm like actually this is to me i i think one of the the coolest products that we've we've ever made so you, the ms3 you realize, Matty, that because of that this can't win gear of the year now as yeah, you it's definitely we can't be taken yeah, I, out I, I, we, I think that's probably we can't fair. put things in that you've helped design into the gear of the year <laughs> poll i think that's a little unfair i, I think that i think that's fair enough and we you know i think we'd probably agree that now anyway because yeah, of yeah. my involvement in this but the ms3 they they the engineer wants to call it like a new pedalboard solution. They don't want to call it a switcher or a multi-effects, but it encompasses both of those things in one box. So it is a three-loop switcher that also has the Boss, an upgraded Boss GT engine in it with 112 effects, amp control switching, MIDI, USB, stereo outs, uh, inbuilt tuner, uh, inbuilt expression pedal, volume pedal, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So the ultimate mix between an Eventide H9 and a fly rig with being able to plug your own loops in. So yeah, like a Tech 21, but you can patch your own stuff in as well. I have... for the awesome price of £399. All right, Billy QVC. <laughs> I, ha- I have to say... Um... It seems it does seem fantastic. It seems really, really cool. When I first heard the concept, um, before I sort of watched the video and sort of delved into a little bit more of what, what it was, I did think this is this is silly. But then I thought a little bit more about it, and it, it kind of, you know, what we've we've talked about with, for example, like the Flyrig Five, is you know, especially like the base one. The big issue that you've got with that is you can't use your own pedals or you can't plug your pedals in. Yeah. And that's exactly what this is offering you. Um, I, I think this is really, really cool. Well, a lot of the feedback that people have been going, oh, well, you know, why don't they just do it in an ES8 or something like that? Or is it going to replace the ES8 or is it going to replace a gig rig? And it's like, no, this is like a totally separate thing. So one of the first things when I got the unit a couple months ago is I was like, we should build this into a flight case with three pedals that fits in EU regulation carry-on luggage. Yeah. Because for people who are doing fly rigs, 
that's that's what you want so we actually had a flight case built from custom pedal boards that sits the switcher at the bottom is the length of the switcher with an upper tier that holds three boss pedals on it obviously for the purpose of video but you can do any three pedals that's got a patch box and powered all off a little power supply right. so you can literally take your three favorite distortion pedals which is probably what most people are going to do and then pair it with all of the boss internal effects basically create tons of different patches and then use it as a as a small fly rig i don't think it's going to replace like massive pedal boards although part of the reason we got joe and polymath involved in the video and for them to see the product is that these like math rock guys or people who do have big pedal boards that basically don't want to lug stuff around anymore this is a great solution because yeah, yeah. It's got so much inbuilt that you can actually lose a couple of pedals that you probably don't necessarily need and replace it with stuff inside. Um, and I really like the fact that it's got like a preset mode, so four buttons that will take you through four presets and you can scroll up and down through a series of banks. But you can go to a stomp box mode and then program, reprogram the four switches to do whatever you want. So in one patch, you could switch on the three loops via separate buttons. You could switch in a delay if you wanted or a compressor. So you can basically program it to be a mini pedal board at the same time which i thought was really nice and you don't need a tuner on your board because there's a tuner inside so i've got some questions for you yes. um this is partly question no not sorry. yet sorry um sorry. this is like a mini question could you do a sort of mini questions <clears throat> mini question i was just thinking could you say the word questions but in like a very high squeaky voice Questions. Yeah, perfect. Like the questions have been shrunk down. For questions. This. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, a question that definitely came from Facebook, and I haven't actually written these down. These are just from memory. So I don't know, firstly, whether you answered them already in the Facebook group, um, or I, and I can't remember who these questions were from. But um, does it have the MDP pedals in there? I th it has the. It does have the Terror Echo in. I don't know whether it specifically has. No, it must do. Yes, it must have the same technology in it because it does have the Terror Echo in it and it does respond the same way to the Terror Echo. Fine. But it doesn't have the... Um, it doesn't have some of the other ones like the OD1X or anything like that, but it does have the Terror Echo setting in it. Does it have the uh, multi-overtone or whatever it's called? It does have the multi-overtone. And the thing that surprised me massively about the multi-overtone is obviously people always buy like an electroharmonic micropog for the organ sounds yeah so the first thing i did was went to the overtone and went i wonder how because i haven't plugged one in for ages and i was like they actually set a couple of organ sounds in there mixed with a couple of modulation pedals and it sounds amazing okay it sounds like a electroharmonics like mel 9 or, or something like that so actually kind of breathes new life into that particular particular pedal but um yeah it's it's got pretty much everything that boss have done in terms of like a decent you know digital effects basically an entire gt100 shrunk down into a small package with no amp modeling that's the key yeah does so it it's have taking like all the elements from like an m9 and h9 the three big stroman units you know the big gt100 all of those sort of things in a much smaller package does it have an mt2 in there it does have a metal zone in okay, there. Yes. Good, good to know. The greatest uh, pedal ever made. Um, in fact, um, just to uh, inter interrupt that briefly, I was watching the, uh, the the chatter unfold on the Pedal Boards of Doom page where Matt did post up. Uh, he sort of uh, removed removed the uh, the shadows, came out from the shadows and said, okay, just so you guys know, I work for Boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's a thing. And like... I reckon the question that was asked more than any within the thread was, is there a metal zone? Yeah, of is course. It, yeah. Is there a metal zone? People love the metal zone. Um, so my second question is, can you put your loops anywhere mm -hmm. in the signal chain? Yeah, so the actual three loops themselves are in one solid block, so you can't put stuff in between them. Okay. Uh, but you can put stuff before or after that block of loops. Um, so you could have all of those loops right at the end and have loads of stuff before it, or you could have a mixture of both, or you can have everything, um, you know, so, after Okay, it. right, so you could potentially have, let's say, a compressor beforehand and then your loops and 
then reverbs and delays and stuff afterwards. Yeah. There's actually right. a really nice compressor inside. Um, that's why I think it does tend to work best with three drive pedals. Yeah. Um, because the drives in it are digital and digital drives aren't aren't for everyone, although there are some great sounds that you can get out of it. Um, but most people are going to have like a particular fuzz pedal they like or yeah. a particular distortion pedal they like. Or, you know, we were talking about you know the x5 golden brownie this there's not a sound that kind of matches that in the unit yeah, yeah. so you probably put that in there so i think that's the best way to use it because all the digital effects that most people are used to and a lot of you know delays for example like the F earthquake a space spiral is or the metaverse is a digital delay it works on dsp so these yeah. work in the same way what I, I did like was the fact there was a bunch of different eqs in there that you can digitally adjust all the sliders on including like a parametric eq like a 10 band eq that you can have pre or post distortion and then you can switch it on or off um this but, what you've described there i think is the only downside i can see to this product i mean whether you like the sounds or not is subjective obviously but the only practical downside i can see is that you can't split those three loops and uh, three pedals in the signal yes. chain because and what ideally you know so let's say you had an analog delay that you particularly liked but you had a nice drive that you liked obviously you don't want those together in the signal chain you might want no, to put... you can you can turn them on and off individually obviously but yes. you can't put stuff in between them yeah um, yeah and from my time at bus i suppose the phrase is there's always a reason like everything's always done for a yeah. particular sure. reason so i'm sure there's like a technical reason that you can't split those yeah yeah um and i think it probably has something to just do with the internal signal path yeah yeah um but yeah i suppose that's the only thing if there's a you you can't insert something between two loops yeah yeah but you can't do i think what they're aiming this product at is either people like you say who want to use just that on its own as a fly rig or people who you know if they're they want a multi-effects basically but they don't like digital drives it makes sense to have those three yeah. together and then you put your drive uh, stuff in the front end and then you have all the effects on afterwards I think that yeah. that works I mean the other thing is is you know all the negative comments that I've seen and I, I think th with what you're suggesting there is for people who want that side of, you know a lot of what I've been reading about it is well this is stupid like I'm not I don't want to use digital effects it's like okay Let's just get an well, ES8 get an ES8 or get yeah, an ES5 yeah and yeah, then people have said oh it doesn't have enough loops doesn't have enough like, loops well, it's like okay well get an ES8 like if you yeah. if it doesn't have enough loops for you then you have got too many you've got more pedals than you'd be able to use this with anyway yeah so just use an ES8 or use an ES5 I mean yeah. we, like, um, it's, it's a it's being this is like a gateway I yeah, think yeah 100% this is a gateway drug for people I reckon in um in like 18 months and uh, you know I don't mean to talk not, not that I'm uh, trying to uh, sabotage your product release here Matt but I reckon in 18 months you're going to see loads of these on the second hand market and that's not because people have got bored of them it's because people have moved on from this yeah. to an ES8 yeah. or you know a uh, other uh, a gig rig switcher or well, something like that yeah you know? or they keep it and they have an ASA and then build the big ball with that and use this as the fly rig like I think that's, yeah, that's an ideal product well that. I mean um we got um, Rabia to do the like tech demonstration video, and I was like, "He's like, I oh, will probably just make it like ten minutes long." And then he like <laughs> texted me about a week before, and was like, "It's going to be like half an hour." I was like, "That's fine, man. Like, if you're really into the product, that's cool." And he was doing some interesting stuff with the board, like switching channels on the Kemper. Okay. He was like, "Actually, this is great for fly rigs because we usually just take a Kemper and like a two notes load box, and then I just need something that I can't take my massive." g2 board with all the all the pedals on it um and dave who's the the bass player was was thinking between an es8 and then i was like you should probably just like hold on a couple of weeks and you'll see this with rabia and he was like yeah i'm just going to downsize my entire board so i think there's a few people out there who are probably like do you know what i'm not gigging i don't need like six delay pedals or i've just i just want to use a couple drives and that's it and i actually thought about just having one for practice because there were some great sounds in there. Um, because of there's some cool routing options you can do. There's some cool expression pedal stuff you can do. And there's a volume pedal in there, which is nice. You don't need a volume pedal. You can just plug an expression pedal in and away you go. A um, couple quick questions. We do need to move on because there is quite a bit more news this week. And we're basically not that far off an hour. A um, couple quick questions. Is there a software editor? 
There is comes out um, in July, um, and yeah, so it will make things way easier. One of the boards we had built actually has a USB port on the back, so you can actually get boards now with a little USB connector. It makes it nice and easy. But yes, cool. Editor. The final question is: Is there? I know you said there's no amp modelling in there. Is there any amp modelling for if I want to plug headphones in? Is there a headphone output? Because um, the, no. the GT100, that's the only kind of uh i don't want to say downgrade because it's not it's doing a different thing but gt1 on 100 obviously you could do direct recording with because it had amp modeling and stuff like that so i guess this isn't really designed for direct recording no um but i was actually funny enough i did think of that question i was like what's the one thing you could probably put on your board that would then kind of just drive your line signal give you a cab sim and yeah you could use a two notes cab or something like oh there's just like with those little amp in a box pedals that have got headphones out yeah you know um because you could take something like the blue one you know that like amp and preamp yeah. model um it's just got headphones out and just have that on the board as well and it'd yeah. actually make a kind of tidy little setup for that yeah, as yeah. Well. no straight it's neat. into a pa then at that point it's neat it's just a shame that you use joe branton for the demo video because you know well we can't joe we branton can't buy it now well yeah i mean he's, t- he's tarnished it forever yeah having branton in there you <laughs> don't want to be associated with that and jay cross you have been doing a bit of research into uh, another big product release this week ovation guitars glenn campbell signature models yeah so um i i mean i don't really ovation is very weird yes they sort of disappeared a little while ago because so they, they owned by they were owned by fmic so yes. they were owned by fender yeah and they are now not owned by fender yes and i don't know who owns them someone bought them and i can't remember who it was matt can you remember wasn't it i'm sure didn't fender own them yeah they did for a bit and then they <laughs> sold them are you listening to this uh, so, no I'm, i totally missed what you were saying okay. sorry i got distracted okay no, got just thinking no. about the ms3 just thinking about different ms3 <laughs> setups uh, were you actually thinking about that matt i was a little bit <laughs> um i was trying to think of the best way the best thing for a headphone then um and then i totally missed you saying fender um i can't remember was it no i mean Anyway, like West Side or somewhere like that. West Side, did it go to a distribution company? I've got a feeling, a yeah, like then? a distributor bought them. But I can't remember. Anyway, so... I don't know. So they did... Previously under Fender, they were making Glen Campbell signature guitars, which yeah. got discontinued, I think. There was definitely a 12-string. Right. I don't know if there was a 6-string. I think maybe it was only a 12. But what these are back as 6-strings, right? That's correct, yeah. So there's 6-strings. There's four models. Uh, and as far as I can tell, the, the difference is, is that there's two USA models one that's in natural and one that's in sunburst and uh and two non-usa models okay do we know where they're being built uh, no there's so little information on these I, I i can't find a price or anything they you know they look very weird i'm not I, the sunburst on the american one looks absolutely fantastic like that real nice faded um just yeah like faded subtle burst that whereas, looks like a martin or gibson yeah top. whereas on the uh the the standard model it's i'm not really i'm not a huge fan the ovation are ovation are a company that's always really confused me because they've they, obviously the big thing about them uh, the big differentiator is the plastic back yeah and i i can't i can't i can't do it no, it's the kind of bowl design is not for me at all. I understand why people play them, and people who love them oh, absolutely love them. They can't I mean, play they've been around else. so long, haven't they? Because yeah. at the time, they were like the best thing you could buy. Completely. And, it, you know, because they were like an innovation, like a technical innovation. No. Ovation. Okay, they were in, <laughs> they were in ovation. <laughs> and, I, and I guess people just caught up and then building kind of technology just like massively pushed well, I guess pushed forward they were one of the first like stage guitars you know that had yeah. like a you know direct plug in um in the yeah, seven- 1965 yeah yeah there we go. that's me really so, i mean you look at you look at footage before that and people are just literally on stage with a microphone in front of the acoustic or they're doing like the uh the john lennon the the j160 which had basically an electric guitar pickup in it um and yeah so they obviously you know they they came they were kind of very futuristic obviously now the design seems a little dated but people still use them and still love them you know and Glen Campbell I, is a 
I think it's always been associated associated with the Ovation yeah. stuff. And so. they made some awesome, awesome electric guitars. They did. We should Honestly. cover that in a in we a should. in a Patreon the episode. Deacon. Ah, oh. I need to. We need to do some like research on that because there's there are so many weird and wonderful Ovation electrics. Um, we should dive into that at some point. Yeah, I definitely. just I just saw the. I don't know if you've ever seen one, Mark, but the Magnum One K One Two. The no, bass. Yeah. Yeah, the bass. That's the, the twelve sixty one. Um, it's the uh, jar wobble bass. That's who oh, that's is it? most closely associated. I've in fact that's played awesome. one of those. Um, someone I used to work with uh, in the early days of GAC had one of them, um, and he I think he sold it through the shop. Um, so it was in the shop for a long time. It had oh man, that ba- bass is awesome. Basic, I want one. like a giant neck humbucker, a tiny little mini humbucker by the bridge, individual string mutes. Um, <laughs> it, the bassiest bass I've ever heard. And it had, I think, one of them. I don't know if it's the one or the two. I think one of them's got a graphic EQ in the bass. I'm pretty sure. And you can just turn the bass all the way up on it, go to the neck pickup, roll the passive tone off, and it's just the. It's a dub machine. It's like the the subbiest bass yeah. ever. Um, oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, we should definitely do some more about uh, Avation. Um, electric guitars like solid body guitars definitely worth looking at so these look cool these Glen Campbells and if you're a fan and if you're a fan of the Ovation stuff it's good to see them making high end stuff again completely because that what that was one of the things is that you know when they stopped being made by when Fender stopped owning them um we kept having people come into the shop being like I want to get an American and we couldn't get we couldn't get yeah, yeah. I, I remember we did um, we did manage to get our hands on. I can't remember where it came from, but there was we had a, we had a master built ovation come in. Yeah, that had a um, it had like the, the the detail on there. It was like a really intricately designed uh, headstock yeah. cut out, and it was like oh, it was bonkers money. I think it was like five or six grand. Right, and it it sold immediately. Yeah. Immediately, because it's, you know, as you say, there are people out there who are just, oh my God, ovation, fantastic. So it's really cool to see that that company's still, you know, knocking about. Still doing stuff. Um, We are pushing close to the end of the episode. Let's do one more bit of news. Um, Matt, do you want to tell us about the Disaster Area Designs Smart Clock Gen 3? Yeah, uh, one of my favourite companies, I think, kind of pushing the limits of of MIDI, I suppose, or like switching systems. These guys actually made one of the first switching systems I kind of delved into. Um, The guy is just really like forward thinking in terms of like pedal board accessories, I suppose is the way you think it like pedals that don't necessarily do something to your tone but would probably help you like in a live situation or recording Um, and the smart clock is a tap or a tempo generator that then sends out tempo um via midi so you can have that on your board you can have all your midi pedals hooked up um you might have a couple of delays or a reverb you can tap in the tempo and it will send that tempo to all three um there are a few pedals now that do actually allow to send tempo, but say, for example, if you're running three Strymon pedals, you can't necessarily tap the tempo in one and then the tempo be shared across all three. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Is that because it's not, it won't send that via MIDI? You're just, yeah, no- some of them, I think some of them, if, you don't, if they don't necessarily work, as, I think they have to work as like a master clock. Okay. Um, so if one doesn't actually physically send out a clock signal, like continuously because yeah. you don't like turn it on i think it just sends it out yeah um then it won't and another unit won't be able to receive it but the thing i like about this is that you can have um like different presets so you can have loads of different tempos say for loads of different songs and then just kind of click Th- through it i think there's i'm just double checking whether it actually had midi in or not um so you could actually like surely that would mean it's not the master clock though at that point um no well no you could still have um the esa just saying go to preset one yeah that's true then, but then the, the thing obviously with that is that then the esa has obviously got a, a clock in it but the idea is that this is basically just supposed to be sat on its own and then effectively just control your um your midi devices but then you also have um two um 
like standard jack outputs for controlling other pedals as well which is quite cool um so two multi-jack connectors can work as tempo outputs function switch outputs foot switch inputs or midi outputs um so you can use it to i think you can use it to can like control um i don't know whether you can use it to control amp switching or not um but you can use it for like tap tempo on a dd5 for example so if you tap in the tempo on the smart clock it will send out the same tempo to a dd7 or you know an re20 for example but it also set the same tempo to a dd500 or a strymon timeline yeah yeah it's a really Um, useful little accessory like you say it's kind of um high end and niche but if you need something to do that there's not many people doing it so um yeah cool little thing um we are right up at the end of the episode there's so much news this week um i think what we should do is we we need to answer some questions should we roll that over into patreon we'll take a whole bunch of questions over into the patreon episode sure Um, we've got some interesting stuff so we'll do that uh, over at patreon um and we'll carry the rest of this news over to next week because there's some stuff I want to talk about in detail, um, and we should do that next week. Does that sound good to y'all? Well, that I sounds mean, great. You got to talk to the guitar industry and tell them to stop releasing products. Well, I mean, there's not a huge amount out, out this week. There's just quite a lot of really interesting stuff that deserves a bit of a deep dive, like the MS3, like the Glen Campbell. Probably and... answer some guitar-based questions. Maybe we, we shall. Yeah, we'll we do. We did talk a lot about gear, but then that's the thing. It's not always necessarily tons of guitars coming out. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll um, we'll definitely we'll we've got a whole bunch of questions. We'll over the answer those in the Patreon episode. Um, if you want to hear that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Where from as little as one dollar a month, you can support this podcast. At the one dollar a month tier, you get the regular episode ad free and early three dollars uh, three dollars a month five dollars a month even gets you an extra half an hour of guitar nerds podcast every week as well as access to all the previous patreon episodes the uh gear of yesteryear which is upcoming joe branton's branton's ranton plus all the interviews that we do uh, matt does with people building pedals worldwide interviews with I, that i do with uh people doing interesting things on the internet um we've got an interview going up probably this week on Patreon um, and another interview that's going to go up into the main feed. Little Brucey bonus. Little Brucey bonus. I'm not sure when that's actually going to come out because I'm not sure when I'm going to edit it. But um, yeah, some interesting stuff. Um, I can't remember which Patreon episode is going up this week, Matt. Can you remember what hasn't come out yet? Have you done the Earthquaker episode yet? No, I think that's what it is. I think it's Earthquaker Devices is going to be the yeah. Patreon one this week. So, yeah, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Um, $10 a month gets you onto our executive producer uh, tier, when it means you get your name read out like this. Are you going to do the reading or are you going to do the backing? I don't mind. What do you want me to do? Um, we I'll, haven't, we haven't, go on. Uh, I'll do the backing. Okay. Okay. Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Carlos Mancha, Andrew Marco, Mark Cross, Jedi Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfrey, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Phil Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Luke Gravett, Colin, Colin. Colin Anderson (laughs) so dumb so dumb if you want uh, more of that dumbness you can also follow us on Twitter oh I'm sorry Andrew I said Marco I often say Marco it's Andrew Macro yeah sorry for more of that uh, misspelling stuff you can go to uh, Colin uh, yes you can um, at Guitar Nerds on Instagram at Guitar Nerds on Twitter you can go to YouTube YouTube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos um, and go to the Facebook group more importantly that's where you can hang out with other Guitar Nerds listeners and um, ask questions and learn about new cool stuff um, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum thanks very much and we will see you next week bye Colin A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.